Okay, here we are. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Cleveland, and I'm with a new friend here, Kevin, from New Jersey. We're on the opposite sides of the country here. Kevin, how's things uh, with you today? They're going good. I'm glad to be here today. It's St. Pa uh, Patrick's Day, so I had to wear a shirt. Wow. Uh, Irish <laughs> Kevin's. <laughs> I'm part Irish myself, so I'm very wow. happy to be here. Okay, good. This is your day. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Well, good, good. Thanks for coming on. And uh, uh, Kevin, if I understand right, you have finished the Purity Boot Camp course and you're now uh, about on day eight, I believe you said, of the Purity follow-up course. Um, Kevin, we've agreed ahead of time to go through some scriptures together uh, as we talk about yeah, your story. Um, we were going to look at 2 Timothy 2, verse 21, so and 22. So maybe I'll read 21 and you can read 22. Sounds good. So it says in verse 21, those who cleanse themselves from the latter uh, will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. He's referring to cleansing ourselves from uh, common things. He talks about wood and clay. Um, he talks about these articles useful in a house, and some are just of ordinary purpose. And the way to uh, be useful to the master is to cleanse ourselves. So, uh, Kevin, I was um, impure. I lived as uh, uh, one involved in pornography and sexual impurity for a long time, uh, for decades. And, um, you know, so just maybe share your background as well in, uh, in this area and what, what was your life like uh, as well? Yeah, so I was exposed to pornography at a very young age. Um, I got exposed when I was like 10 or 11. I'm 21 years old now, and I've struggled with it my whole life basically knowing um, that um, I'm actually a new Christian myself. I got saved last January, praise God, uh, January ah, 18th. Wonderful. So it's, it's, been, it's been a whole new journey for me over the last year and two months or so. Um, but I didn't even know I really had a problem with pornography. I just kind of thought it's something that people did. Um, I mean, people did right. do it. I, you know, I would talk to people and they would say, yeah, I do this. Like, they don't really care. Um, they weren't saved themselves. I wasn't saved. So I just thought it was something everybody did. And normal, it didn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't really occur to me until I want to say late high school, um, when I realized how much it affected my um, just relationships with people, my way of interacting with people. Um, I didn't view women as women. I viewed them as kind of objects for my own gain. And as a result of that, I didn't have confidence in myself to be able to approach them. Or whenever I was able to do that, I wasn't confident in my ability to maintain them. I just kind of thought, you know, I'll, I'll use them for my own benefit for a short period of time. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens, which is a horrible way of looking at it. And um, it's upsetting because you don't value them for who they are. You value them for what they can do for you. Um, so yes. it didn't take me until I was about maybe 18 or 19 when I realized, hey, you know, pornography isn't really helping me as much as I thought it would. Um, you know, it's <laughs> a really, it's a really fleeting feeling that makes you feel awful afterwards. And that was before yes. I was a Christian. I, I mm. knew it just made me feel awful. Um, so I would go through kind of sets of, you know, maybe two weeks, three weeks without it. And then I would relapse and it would be this constant cycle and awful. 
Um, and then I became a Christian and, um, you know, it was after I had like my longest period without doing it. Um, but then I would fall short again. Um, I got into a Christian relationship and it was even more difficult to maintain it. Um, I, I crossed boundaries that I really shouldn't have. I have this purity ring now, which is a reminder of not to do that. Um, but I'm in the process now of just trying to really get right with God myself and not being able to have that affect me or the people around me anymore. And right now I'm, I'm 55 days without uh, masturbation or porn, which Amen. is the longest, the longest I've gone since I can remember. Um, and it's not been easy over the last you know, few weeks. It's, it's, I can really feel how addicted I was because yeah. whenever I'm tempted now, like whenever you resist it, you, you feel it in your heart and like your body, it's like you want to grab towards that but you also know that's not what you should be doing as a follower of Christ. So I've just been, I've just been trying to rely on God um, as much as I can with this. I know I cannot do this on myself as much as I tried to. I know it's only Christ that can really deliver me from this battle. Um, And thank the Lord. My pastor showed me this, or he told me about this course in early February. And it's really encouraged me on my walk to be able to just have a battle plan against porn and being able to really, just cut off the root of that impurity and pursue righteousness in Christ. Well, you just described cleansing yourself. You just described the way in which we do it. Uh, and, you know, if you, if you think about it, Kevin, um, even before you were a Christian, you felt bad afterwards, right? So that, that tells you that there is real guilt in yeah. uh, sinning in this way. And I especially appreciated your comments about how it led you to, to treat women, think of women differently, just as a, an object to be used, you know, rather than a brother or a sister or a fellow human being um, to be, uh, you know, encouraged, respected, treated yeah. right. Um, yeah, they, that uh, porn affects our thinking so deeply. Um, if you if you look at this cleansing, Kevin, that it talks about in verse 21, and you think about Jesus dying on the cross, um, and he died to, as it says in Zechariah 13, to open a fountain of cleansing um, where we can come and wash in the blood of Jesus and be forgiven and cleansed. What thoughts do you have about, like, what role did that play in uh, in your own life of being of being cleansed from impurity oh it's incredible because it's incredible. i know all the awful things i've done in my life i know i don't know the number obviously but i know how frequently i would watch porn and how common it was in my life and it, i just can never fully grasp the idea that all of that is gone thanks to what jesus did mm-hmm. on the cross and i don't think i'm ever going to be able to fully grasp that because you can't you can't grasp that because you know, I, I know I'm a wretched sinner. I know the things that I've done, but that just shows how pure Jesus is, how perfect he is, and how he's able to just take the very worst things that you've done and just say, you know what, you're not defined by them anymore. Like, I love that throughout the course, you state that, you know, people often define themselves by the sin that they do. But as a Christian, you don't do that. You, you define yourself right. as a child of God, as a follower of Christ, and there is no room to let sin define who you are because he washes you away from that. That is beautiful. And <laughs> that's powerful. Uh, oh, if people could just see, right. 
if they yeah. could just see their identity has been been crucified their their old self that was engaged in impurity died um this is so the world of course would teach you to try and manage it you know yeah. to try and do it less to try and and that's just a recipe for absolute disaster and failure and yeah. keep coming back to it over and over but if you yeah. see that you died to it that you are we have been crucified with Christ, well, then your identity is one who uh, is alive to God, died to sin, alive to God, and you you re respond differently to temptation. No, I'm dead to that, and it's a way in which you cleanse yourself again all through the cross. Um, you talked about your identity. Uh, if you look at this verse, it says that when you cleanse yourself, that you're made holy. Um, that's your new identity, Kevin. You are holy. Uh, you are as holy as Christ himself because you're wearing his righteousness. So he took your sin and wore it on the cross and he gave you his righteousness to wear. What does that do for you as a young man uh, struggling with identity, with sin issues, to think about being the fact that you're now holy? You're a holy man. <laughs> yeah, it just, it gives you confidence that the world cannot give you, and it gives you peace that the world cannot give you. Um, it's just, I, I forget the exact verse, but it was like, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength, find like newfound strength. And I feel like that's what's been happening just as I'm trying to, to just draw closer and closer to Christ, that I'm finding strength in myself that I didn't even know I had. Like, I didn't think I would be able to get this far. Like, and honestly, when I was on day one, I was like, we're doing this again. We're going to go on this cycle again. I'm going to fall short, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I'm here and I'm, I'm seeing the strides that God is making in my life. And that is all because of Jesus. That is not because of myself. I take no credit for that. I know how weak I am in my flesh. I know how tempted I can get easily. I know, I know myself. So just the idea that, you know, I am as like you were saying, as righteous as Christ, just because of what he did. Um, it's humbling. It's, it's always humbling to think that, you know, I don't deserve it, but he, he so freely gives it. It's an unexplainable gift that he gives to us. And it's just amazing to think that, you know, even even if I were to fall short, which I don't want to, obviously, but even if I were to do that, God still is working in me and he is still using me to sanctify myself to be in like the image of Christ. So, so you know, beautiful. you can't lose. You can't lose with that. There is no losing <laughs> in the situation. That's right. That's exactly right. You are more than a conqueror through him mm -hmm. who loved you. Um, yeah. And that's that's wonderful. So why don't you read verse 22 there? Do you have it handy? Yes, I do. Um, I use the New King James Version, and sure. I'll read it here. So, flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So, if you look at the fact that, uh, first of all, it deals with the heart. So, your response to this pure heart that God has given you at the cross is to flee youthful lusts and pursue mm -hmm righteousness. It starts with the heart and the overflow of that is how you live. Um, what are you doing right now? Share with everybody, Kevin, what you do to flee uh, the youthful lusts and pursue righteousness. 
Yeah. Well, first off, you gotta, you gotta rely on God, right? You can't put anything above that. God has to be the foundation. He has to be the root. He has to be the rock in this process, because if your rock is literally anything else, it's going to crumble and fall short because nothing can compare to God. So you have to be rooted in Christ and being able to do that is reading his word every day, praying every day, um, just repenting every single day, rebuking thoughts in Jesus name. Um, doing everything you can just to rely on God. Um, outside of that, I've been working out a lot more frequently. Um, that obviously helps release some tension that you have whenever you're, you know, tempted. Um, you got to stay moving. You got to stay um, in the race. I think of the verse of that Paul says, you know, you got to run the race with endurance. You got to be able to show strength in this fight. And you can't be doing that by not doing anything. Like I, at the start of this, I was like, you know what? I would rather do nothing than watching that. So there was moments uh-huh. where I would just sit around and do nothing. Like I would pray in my head, but I wouldn't do anything. I'd be like, I just prefer this. And I'm like, what's the point in doing this if I'm not actually drawing closer to God or I'm not benefiting myself behind that? You know, there has to be a reason that I'm doing this. It can't just be to say that I'm doing it. There has to be a change. So I'm, I'm trying to work out a lot more. Um, I've been spending time with my friends and family and in doing that, I get to see, you know, them as people more, um, especially my friends that are girls. I've been able to have connections with girls without having any romantic feelings involved or lustful intentions because of the journey that I made. You know, I get to see them as people more and I haven't had that my whole life. So that's been a huge blessing. And <laughs> I would just say that I also, have just, been enjoying the peace that I've had in this. I've not felt as anxious as I usually do. Um, I've just been, you know, I understand myself. I understand my thoughts. I understand my sinful desires. And even whenever the temptation comes, I'm able to say, I know, I know where that's coming from. I've, I've done it before. This isn't like something out of left field. Like I'm, I'm aware of it, but also remembering what Jesus, you know, did on the cross and everything that he has you have peace. Like I don't need to reach for that anymore. I don't need to have that in my life anymore. So I've just been doing all those things among other things. And it really is possible. If there's anybody watching this that doesn't think that they have the ability to do it, I would agree with you. You don't, but Jesus is so much more than what you think you're capable of being able to do. And that's what I've really learned in this journey. Oh, man, I'm on cloud nine here, uh, Kevin, <laughs> because I, I hear the strength coming from you. Um, I, and you and I both acknowledge we're weak in ourselves, but uh, in Christ, he's strong in us. And this is the difference. And I love how you said you're uh, interacting with people with some level of confidence, some because you're not double-minded, you're not distracted. Uh, You're not plotting and planning and and having a fantasy life and all those things that change in us when we have a pure heart. So, um, brother, I love to hear this this work of of God going on in your heart. Um, And you traced it right to the cross. This is the power of God is the cross, which is really weird, isn't it? If you look at the cross, it looks like weakness. Uh, It looks like Jesus dying uh, at the hands of others, shedding his blood because they pierced him. But for you and I who believe, according to 1 Corinthians 1.18, it's the power. It's the power of God because we see our sin dying. We see our record of wrongs being crucified on the cross. We 
see the accusations that Satan used to make against us. Well, now he's silent because there's nothing that he can accuse you with. Uh, he cannot condemn you, accuse you of anything, Kevin. So the work of the accuser, in essence, has been silenced in your life. You can't accept yeah. any condemnation, accusation, or any of that, all because of the cross. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, Amen. what would you say to, to someone who is a young man? Like, how old are you, by the way? 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so someone who's a young man struggling with this, very common, as you and I have said, what would you, what would you say to them when he's like, I can't get over this? I, there's, it's a pattern that has me absolutely ensnared, and I feel like a prisoner, and uh, a weight is on me, and I just can't uh, get rid of it. What, what would you say to them? How, how could you encourage them? Yeah, so if they're an unbeliever, obviously I would tell them about the gospel and I would let them know their sin nature. I would even emphasize it even more because they're they are seemingly aware of how fallen they are as a creation, as a as a creature. And I would just be able to explain the love of Christ and how he's so much greater than how they're feeling and what they've done and how they've fallen short. But I've also had a lot of Christians who I've had discussions with and they have temptations and they have their struggles and they're wondering you know why am i still feeling this as a believer in christ like why does that happen and this is this is how the, i've been looking at it but anytime i feel like i'm very tempted as a christian I, I i know it's because satan is trying to make me fall short because he has nothing left as you were saying and what you were saying he is in a losing battle already he's he's already lost there's absolutely nothing he can do so he's trying to break us down in any way that he can. And that starts with lust. That starts with our flesh. So I would just remind Christians that, hey, you know, we already won the battle with Christ. Like, even if we were to fall short a thousand times today, we still won the battle. I'm not saying do that, but the battle right. is already won. But now you can use that peace and saying you know what i could do I could. that and i could get the instant results but why would i want to even do that like what is the point i know how it makes me feel i know that it's displeasing to god you know there's no reason to do it and now it's easier said than done because i've done you know it a lot and i have been able to break that chain but i can i can explain the day that i started actually was the day where i was used to allow somebody else to be saved um, I was evangelizing wow. to somebody, somebody who was a Catholic and he got saved in the parking lot, like right there, wow. like, like me and him had the discussion. And, you know, that day I was like, I can see what God can use me for. I see yeah. I have potential. I always have potential with Christ. So why would I sell myself short by, by clinging on to porn, by clinging on to the idea that I'm less than? that I'm, I'm dependent on like flesh. Why would I do that when Christ alone today used me to have somebody else be saved? So it really is about the situation that you're in in your life and how God can use you, but it can start at any time. Like, you know, you can be in the worst season of your life right now, but God can still use you to overcome sin. Like I'm in a very difficult semester right now. Like I'm in the transition of graduating I have a lot of unknown things coming up. I'm going to grad school in Virginia. Um, you know, I have a summer mission coming up, which I'm excited about, but there's a lot of unknown, right? There's a lot of what's going to happen next. But just being reminded that, 
hey, Christ can use you wherever you are and he can use you for good. That should give anybody the confidence to say, you know what, I don't even want to want to go back to who I was because I know what I can be with Christ. And that mm. is that is righteous. As we were reading in the verse, righteous, you can be faithful, you can be loving and you can have peace. So who wouldn't want that? You just put flesh on verse 21 <laughs> that we started <laughs> with useful to the master. Right. Yeah. If we cleanse ourselves, we'll be useful to the master. You saw how out in that parking lot that day that you had potential that God mm-hmm. showed you, hey, Kevin, I want to use you. And, yeah. uh, you know, the reality is, as you cleanse yourself, the usefulness gets multiplied by untold amounts. Uh, and I see the gift of evangelism in you and I hear the uh, the way in which you articulate the scriptures. And Kevin, that's going to be uh, used by God greatly. And uh, I hope you'll I hope you'll stay in touch. I'd love to see more. By the way, so that was in the parking lot that day. You said that was the day you started. Are you say are you referring to starting the what the purity course or? That was the day that, so the day before I fell short in the sin and I felt awful. And the following day, which was that day, you know, I was all out of it. I evangelized the two different people that same morning and they both fell short. They were both uncomfortable. And I was thinking about going in the sin, but then I got a text from the person who it was and he asked if I wanted to go out to eat. And then he ended up getting saved in the parking lot. So I was thinking about you know, sinning again that same day. But I was like, you know what, maybe this will be the day where things turn around. And so far it has been, it's 55 days later. And, you know, why would I want to turn back now? Why would I want to do that? Right. Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned your pastor had referred you uh, to, was it referring you to setting captives free or? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so has he kind of kept up with, with what's going on with you? Yeah, I've had conversations with him about it. Um, he's been praying for me with it. I actually brought up the idea, well, not the idea. I brought up the sin of lust. We have a men's prayer meeting in Saturday mornings, and I prayed for lust. And he heard that, and he recommended the course to me. And um, I've been staying in touch with him. I let him know that I finished the, the purity boot camp. And he's just been very encouraged with my walk. And he's he's telling me to keep on going. He's telling me, you know, why... Why stop now, right? Amen. Wow, I love it. I love to hear that. That's wonderful. Kevin, thanks for sharing your story. I know it will be a great encouragement, uh, especially to young men out there in the world today, as you are. Um, you're you're highly unique um, in the sense of being a young man who is pursuing righteousness and not sinfulness. Uh, although having said that, you're very common in the sense of uh, you're experiencing the powerful gospel of Jesus Christ and the work of the Spirit in you. And this is always what happens, is he frees you and and uses you. So um, I, I love to hear it. Thank you for coming on today and, and sharing with me. Um, just before we go, is there anything else that you ha- want to say? Any other comments as we close? Um, I guess I could just say if anybody's, again, watching this and they don't know where to start, you know, don't, don't try to overthink it. Just really rely on Christ. Don't, don't say it has to be today. It has to be this because I didn't even know the day I would start. It just happened. God used me that day to have it set in action. 
So really lean on God in everything that you can do, and he will make your paths clear. He will make your paths straight. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Mike.